Hello, I'm James Wrigley. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the few of you that keep showing up episode after episode to have a listen. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Today's Friday, the 5th of June that I'm recording this. Uh, Today's episode is the audio taken from a LinkedIn Live that I did earlier today. A deep dive look into the recently announced Home Builder program. It was only yesterday that the government announced this. I spent 15 minutes or so looking at the ins and outs of it, who qualifies, who doesn't, and where I think this is really going to suit people. I hope you get something from this. I'd encourage you to pull up the Treasury announcement about this as well uh, that I go through or otherwise uh, pick up the video on YouTube or LinkedIn. I screen share and go through um, the the Treasury uh, announcements around this. As I said, if you're listening to the audio, it might be best if you have that in front of you to follow along. Hope you enjoy. Catch you next time. Bye. Hello, I'm live. Uh, it's happy Friday uh, to anyone out there that's on Facebook or LinkedIn uh, watching this. Haven't been live for a little while, so I thought I'd jump on and uh, and just say hi. Beautiful day here in Melbourne. So. Uh, nice and sunny out there. Managed to just get out for a little bit before coming back in here to um, uh, to join you for a live. So I hope all is well on your end. Um, things are going well here. I don't know if it's just me or, or the people that I talk to seeming like the worst of COVID's behind us. Um, the people certainly seeming a whole lot more positive, um, and you know, seems like things are things are going along quite well. Um, just thought I'd jump on here and talk a little bit about. Um, what's going on um, with this home builder program? I put up a post yesterday. Uh, it's a bit topical at the moment. Uh, thought I'd give uh, LinkedIn events a go, so had a posted up a, an event. So if anyone's there watching, let me know. Um, give us a thumbs up or, or drop a comment. I can now actually see the comments on the screen without having to look at my phone. So I hope all is well on your end and uh, happy Friday. So I might. Um, get into it. Um, home Builder Program, so it was you know, all over the, the TV, all over LinkedIn, all over the news yesterday. Um, very political. I was just looking at Twitter and uh, you know, heaps of people going on and on about uh, about where where else the money could have been spent and you know, possibly could have been spent elsewhere uh, too. What I wanted to do though uh, is just spend a little bit of time looking at the program itself. You might have already looked at it uh, anyway. Uh, but have a look at the program. Who's it for? Who's it not? Who's not going to get it? Uh, and where are some of the the kind of um, you know, the, the the anomalies? I guess where some people might actually qualify for some of the benefits. There, excuse me, whilst I quit the notice instant instant messaging program. Um, so I'll share my screen here in a second. What I'm about to bring up uh, is just the paper that's on the government website. It's got the details. We'll run through that and. Um, uh, we can can have a chat about it. So let me just bring that up. Here we go. So hopefully that's coming up. Should pop up on your end. So what I've got here uh, is just a paper that's on the government website uh, that talks about the Home Builder Program, $25,000 grants for people uh, to build new homes or substantially renovate an existing home. Um, so there's a, a few requirements in here for people to qualify. Uh, for this, which um, kind of here under these eligibility requirements part. Uh, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but it's it's only open to uh, natural persons. So you have to be um, 
a, a person, not a company, not a trust, uh, to qualify over the age of 18, Australian citizen, and meet some of these requirements. And this is where where this actually gets quite niche uh, and, and probably jumping to the conclusion, probably more relevant to uh, to first home buyers than, than anything. So for individuals um, earning up to $125,000 a year based on your 18, 19 tax returns, so that will probably be well and truly done by now um, or later. Uh, and for a couple, uh, up to $200,000 for the couple, again, based on the 2018, 19 year or later. Um, so then what are you doing with the money? So, you know, so what are you buying? What are you renovating? Uh, so it's to buy a new home or a principal place of residence where the value does not exceed $750,000. So if we stop there for a second, uh, if you're in Melbourne or Sydney, um, you know, $750,000 uh, is probably likely going to get you something in one of the new estates, house and land package, those kind of things. Um, some townhouses in some places you might be able to buy, uh, buy or, 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 you know, buy off the plan a, a new townhouse. So that's kind of the, the housing. Um, if you're in regional areas, it's probably going to go a whole lot further. Yeah, there's $750,000 there. So... Uh, it's a it's a whole lot ben more beneficial for people that aren't, that aren't actually living uh, in or around the Melbourne or Sydney CBDs. Your money's going to obviously going to go a whole lot further there, but that's kind of looking at you know that that seven hundred fifty thousand dollar limit's kind of looking at to me at least anyway uh, more more likely to be first home buyers. Then we move on to the next point here. So, so substantially renovate your existing home uh, as a principal place of residence where the renovation contract is between $150,000 and $750,000. So we're talking pretty serious renovations here. This isn't updating a kitchen and a bathroom and another bathroom. Like, like this is to be spending between $150,000 and $750,000. We're talking some pretty serious renovations, adding extra rooms, adding a second story. Uh, the classic, certainly around where I live, the classic keeping the front two rooms on an old house, knocking down the back and, and, and building out again. So it's pretty pretty serious renovations. A lot uh, of stuff on Twitter and, and all over the place saying, you know, who's who's earning these kind of incomes and has $150,000 or more laying around to do a renovation? I really don't think that's the point. Uh, most people, certainly clients that I deal with that are doing renovations of this kind of level, they're borrowing the money. So you know, earning a particular income, but they don't have this sitting around in cash and they're using cash to go and do the renovations. They're borrowing money to go and do that. Certainly with interest rates as cheap as they are at the moment, it does make a lot of sense for people. So spending some serious money on a, on a fairly major renovation where the value of the existing property does not exceed $1.5 million. And I just want to stop on this bit about, about renovations for a second. So typically, People that are spending this kind of money, $150,000 to $750,000 doing a renovation, they're going to be renovating an older house. You're not buying a new house in a new suburb and then going and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on the renovation. So it's typically an older house. Where are the older houses? Often closer to cities, whether it's Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane, wherever you might, might live. So it's an older house, often closer to the city, uh, and you get a get a get some places in uh, get some old old uh places for under 101.5 million dollars in and around some of these cities but older place closer to the city 
which I guess in turn costs more in the first place. So we're talking higher income earners often buying these types of houses in the first place. So, um, so if you're closer to the city, buying these older houses, it's typically lends itself to either a higher income earning individual or a higher income earning couple, which in turn, it doesn't take much to actually fall foul of these income limits. And then you're not really qualifying for, for buying in the first place. The other, sorry, for, for getting the, the, the benefit in the first place. The other area there is um, that this also qualifies for um, knockdown and rebuild. So if you own an existing house, you can bulldoze it. And if you're spending between $150,000 and $750,000 on the rebuild, uh, you'll also qualify for the $25,000. But again, anyone that's knocking down and rebuilding a house, typically that's an older house, which is going to be closer to you know, a, a CBD or, or, or some type of town centre, which again, it brings you back to this. It's an older house closer to CBD or town centre, often more expensive in the first place, lends itself to a higher income individual or, or, or couple buying it. And again, you fall foul of these. So now I can't really see a whole lot of people, certainly clients that I work with that, that often do spend this kind of money doing renovations, they're actually going to fall foul of um, the, these income limits and, and, and not get it in the first place. Now, it's available for contracts entered into uh, between the 4th of June and the 31st of December. So it's a pretty tight time frame, six months or so. So this is really people that will have been considering doing this in the first place. It's not all of us all of a sudden because you're going to get an extra $25,000. I can't see a whole lot of people just, you know, madly rushing out to do it. Um, if you're spending this kind of money on a renovation, an extra $25,000 from the government, look, it's great, but it's certainly not going to be the tipping point. Um, Construction must commence within three months after the contract date is, is the last point there. There's some, some bits on timing here and how it all works, but but, I'll, but I want to stay in this section here for now. So, look, there will be some anomalies um, in here. Uh, you'll get some uh, in terms of this income figures. So if we look at the couple, for example, of $200,000, uh, there will be some anomalies in here. Looking at the 1819 tax here, so that's well and truly done. Most people have lodged their tax returns by now, and I guess it is what it is. You can't really get too creative with what's happened with your 2019 tax returns already been lodged. But it says here, or later. So that leads me to believe that, you know, potentially you could use your 2020 tax return. If you're signing the contracts after the 1st of July 2020, you could use your 2020 tax returns we're going through COVID, a whole lot of people have lost jobs of, uh, you know, working three days a week or four days a week instead of five. So incomes you know, for a lot of people will be lower. But really, are there going to be people that, have, that are on lower incomes now because of what's going on? Are they really going to be that adventurous to then sign up to a building contract for hundreds of thousands of dollars in the next six months? It's, it's pretty tight. There'll be some, as I said, it's anomalies, but, it, but it's pretty tight. The other one where some people will kind of slip through the cracks and, and actually qualify uh, is where there's been a lower lower income for, for a particular reason. Maybe someone, maybe one member of the couple hasn't worked. So taking a career break, that happens a lot with, with corporate types. Um, you know, maternity leave, um, change of career and studying or something like that. So there's a, there's a range of circumstances where through, you know, if if not all, a majority of the 2019 tax year, one member of a couple may very well have not worked and had a very low income. So one member of the couple's earning 
and made potentially just under $200,000 were earning a pretty decent income. The other member of the couple hasn't earned anything for 2019 for whatever reason and all of a sudden is now back at work. Those circumstances have changed. That, that, that second member of the couple's back at work, but they just happen to qualify for the 2019 year. Uh, the other one is is, um, is small business owners. So small business owners often get creative with where they're uh, distributing the income that they're earning. They won't necessarily collect that all themselves. They'll, they'll move it around to different structures. Uh, and depending on the finer detail of how they're actually looking at the tax returns, you might find that people for a few that hasn't a 19, or if they get creative with their 2020 tax returns, um, might actually get it too. Um, so there is a there is you know some some kind of loopholes I guess as, as some people might might get through um, to qualify. So I guess to finish off, who, I guess who's who's really going to, to to benefit from this and who's really going to use it? Even in the government's modelling, there's not a whole lot of people that are going to qualify. Quite small numbers in the scheme of the, the Australian population that will qualify. So really, it's probably people that were planning on doing something in the first place. So whether they're first home buyers that uh, you know this extra $25,000 together with stamp duty concessions, together with first-time buyer grants that are available in, in different states, that the combination of, of the three is the kind of final kicker for them to actually sign on and, uh, and, and, and buy a house. Uh, as I said earlier, chances are they're probably buying house and land packages, often on suburban fringes. Um, the thing to be careful of there, though, that there's a lot of these volume builders have been offering quite uh, quite uh, significant discounts on uh, on uh, on house and land packages, or they're bundling up, you know, upgrades. You know, instead of getting option one tiles, you can get option two tiles and option two flooring. These kind of things, which together adds up to a fair bit of money. So, we might actually see some lessening of that discounting as as this flows through. So, those that were already considering doing something, typically probably first home buyers that are buying that house and land package. Uh, kind of kind of house uh, all those doing the renovations but in the renovations it's probably those that have been planning them for a while renovations don't happen overnight between getting drawings done and you know potentially council approvals and permits and all the rest of it it's a lengthy process that's not happening overnight so you know, it might just be fortunate timing for a few people that had things starting to line up to do the renovations anyway uh, and someone wasn't working, their income's lower for whatever reason, and they and they start to qualify. So it's 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 very niche. Um, you know, I, I guess if you're considering doing this, I, I'd encourage you to pull up this paper yourself and explore the detail here and the timing around it. It's not going to be around forever. It's only for a small handful of people. If you can qualify for it, you, you know, you you may as well uh, take up the benefits there. So that's the home the uh, home builder program in a bit of detail. I'll stop sharing the screen now and just um, check uh, check some comments. And I see there's a few people have been you know thumbs up and and putting some comments through there. So Andrew, if you're still watching, thank you for for tuning in and and um, dropping your comment in there. Uh, I'm not sure which bit you were referring to re regarding the good point, and you're thinking the same thing. But but thank you anyway for for tuning in. Um, this, there's a there's a comment here to say, the only beneficiaries here are the banks who will win on the interest from people getting loans and mortgages to update their homes. Yes, look, I, I think that that's exactly it. That's all part of the uh, part of the idea behind the stimulus. As I said earlier, I don't, don't see too many people 
certainly with that will, that will qualify for those income brackets um, using oh, sorry people that qualify for those income brackets also then having hundreds of thousands of dollars stashed aside for doing renovations or anything like that so more often than not people are going to be borrowing money which is uh, you know goes back into the stimulus of the economy it's good for the banks good for the builders it go, it's good it's good for a lot of people so that's you know part of the part of one of the ways of stimulating uh, the economy to come out of all of this that we're going through uh, and the final comment here thanks for exploring the home builder program and sharing your insights so uh, devang that was that was you um, putting that one uh, up there so thank you for for watching uh, those that have if you've got any questions or anything with it or any further comments if you're catching this on the replay leave them there and I'll, and I'll come back to you separately uh, but I hope you uh, are all having a great Friday uh, hope you get a chance if you're in Melbourne to enjoy some of this sunshine uh, long weekend coming up spend that with friends and family now that we're allowed out a little bit uh, so enjoy your day that's all from me and we'll talk soon Thanks for listening to my humble little podcast. If you've taken anything from it or you think someone might get some value from it, would love if you could spread the word up to about 400 odd listens so far, which is just incredible. Thank you. I really do appreciate you listening.